Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. How's it going? You'll, you'll have to forgive me for this episode. I, am, I do have a little bit of the hiccup, hiccups going on right now, so... Well, I wanted to make this show. I don't expect all these shows to be perfect or the most high production, but I do intend to put my best foot forward and make mistakes and make make success as well. So let's roll. All right. So this I want to talk about U.S. Bank, UPS, and Dollar General. So these are companies I I think about and always like to try to get into my portfolio when I can. So. The reason I love these companies and have them in my portfolio most of the time, one, they, they pay a dividend. That's the one thing I tell a lot of people, man. Dividends are important. I don't care who you are, what you do. But, yeah, it's... Dividends are extremely important. So, take a look at the Dollar General stock. I think it's actually higher, higher than it should be. Like like I said, please forgive me for the uh, hiccups. Right. Uh, uh. But I'm actually checking out their. Um, it is definitely overvalued, though. Yahoo Finance uh, certainly says it's overvalued, which I completely agree. Um, I can see people being very very bearish towards it. Um, price over earnings ratio is twenty point seven. So. I wouldn't say it's extremely overvalued, though. I, I think they're doing really well during the pandemic. Um, when the pandemic stops, though, the the question we should really um, be asking ourselves is: Will the Dollar General have the same pull? You know, will it will it still have the same swagger? I guess you could say. But um, as I look at it a little bit further. You know, look at the 52-week range has been $173.50 as the 52-week low and $227.56. So, I mean, I look at this and I, I see a great company. I see a company you should always... I've always been a big fan of Dollar General. Uh, not a, not Dollar Tree, though, because Dollar Tree, I don't think, can hedge inflation. Because you can't make everything a dollar forever. Uh, they're not gonna you know this hyperinflation thing is gonna kill the dollar tree in my opinion or they're gonna have to force themselves to be called the dollar 50 tree or the two dollar tree which they could do i mean they could call themselves the dollar tree and still sell things for one to two dollars you know what i mean everything is at least at most two dollars i think they could get away with it just with inflation i just don't see them being able to keep this up Inflation affects the consumer negatively. That's just all there is to it. And seeing where this all goes, well, it's going to be interesting, I'll tell you. I don't think... I don't think this is the end of the global economy, though. I think it's just the beginning. There's always going to be growing pains of things. We haven't had the... Global economy hasn't been around all that that long. Um, 
But um, let's see here. Yeah, dividend uh, dividend yield is one point six. Well, they they pay one dollar and sixty eight cents per year, which is zero point seven five percent yearly, based on the stock price. So this it's basically almost it's like three quarters of one percent for uh, the dividend yield yearly, which is all right. But based on the price of uh, of the dollar general. You know what I mean? It's it's uh, it's good, but yeah, definitely a big fan of the Dollar General as a as a company. Um, I think most people should be though. I think it's it's one of those companies you got to get in touch with. You got to be a part of, and yeah, I'm I'm a big Dollar General fan. So anyway, I've talked way too much about my favorite company ever, but I do want to talk more about. Uh, let's see here. Sorry, these hiccups are not exactly going away. Uh, uh, I still want to talk about what I want to talk about with you guys. And um, let's see here. Pulling out my handy-dandy notebook. Um, a couple of things. You definitely add Dollar General to your watch list, because when, when the stock market crashes, which it will... Um, you're gonna want you're gonna want to rack up on the Dollar General. I don't know when the stock market's gonna crash. If the Fed keeps pumping, printing more money and pumping up the the stock prices too high, then we basically have an asset bubble right there. The bigger this bubble gets, the harder the burst is gonna be. Uh, that's what people don't get. So it, I, I'm totally totally ready to capitalize on a market crash, though. Thank goodness. I definitely um, own volatility indexes. I I'm all about volatility indexes. This is the best way to protect yourself against the volatility of the S&P 500. They just don't have the earnings, man. Though so the collective earnings power of the S&P 500 is a lot weaker a lot weaker than people realize. Um Yeah. Uh. Another one to add to your watch list though, definitely US Bank. US Bank is one you should always have in your watch list. Um always own too. Look, they pay a great dividend. I don't know what their dividend is exactly, but let me take a look real quick. Yeah. Ooh. Trying to find U.S. Bank on here. Struggling. U.S. Yeah, USB. There we go. Honestly, their, their P.E. ratio, their price over earnings ratio is only 14.7. They're an incredible bank, and I think if you're smart about this, I uh, I love U.S. Bank. They're a great bank. Um, yeah, definitely buying them right now. is a it, it, it's, it's close to the fair value. Um, got a high trading volume. 52-week range isn't too shabby. It's not... The most volatile thing I've ever seen. I do like this. Is another one you got to buy during a market crash, man. Buy, buy banks during a market crash because I don't think bank. I don't think big banks are necessarily going away. The Fed will always find a way to protect them. 
But look, like I said, the Fed's been printing too much money for too long, and they've created one of the biggest asset bubbles in the history known of history of man. And and if history's told me anything, it's getting insane. (laughs) But I uh, I'm excited to see where else this goes. Um, let's see what else we got. You know, their market cap is 82.7 billion. It's, it's incredible. So 82, basically $83 billion market cap, but they're a pretty big company, decent company. Uh, their volatility rate's pretty low for the most part. Um, usually they tell you if the, how low the volatility is, which is really nice. Uh, because they do have volatility measurement tools and, like the thing is you don't want anything too volatile, but you want it kind of volatile. You know, this is one of the reasons why I play volatility indexes, because if you play both sides, it's going to frequently go up and down. If you just know what to do during the downtimes and you know what to do during the uptimes, you always have the advantage. It, like I said, playing both sides of a volatility index, I, I, I got I've shown I've shown videos a couple times. I'll have to show them to you guys again, but playing both sides Volatility indexes are just another way to win. I'm I'm huge on volatility trading. I don't short them though. I buy put options, long-term put options. Ones that last about eight months to a year to maybe even a year and a half, depending on how I feel about it, you know. But yeah, I'm continuing to I always continue to rack up on um uh what do you call it? I just rack up on the stock because I do believe eventually the bubble's going to pop. Um, no 11 year old, never, no 11 year bull run can last this long. And look, and maybe it can, and maybe I'm wrong, but everything I've studied about economics pr- proves that this bull market is insane. You can't just keep printing money, you know, keep printing it, printing it, printing it. And then all of a sudden, what else are you going to do here? You know? It's just not a it's not a pretty situation, and it, it saddens it saddens me that I don't know. I personally think I don't know what to think right now. I'm I've been at a loss for words for a while with the economy and how everything's been going and how strange it's all been and. You know, I guess sometimes I don't know what to think, but I still think there's going to be a lot of time is going to be an eventual correction, which will lower the value of the market, which is fine. Just remember, it's a good buying opportunity and um, the market will eventually go back and, you know, earnings will be better. I think earnings are decent already, but, you know, like I said, the Fed is propping up these companies by giving them free money and. And they're keeping themselves alive by being intelligent, you know, investing wisely with the money they get. Um, I still think there's an S&P 500 index fund bubble, though. I'd agree with Michael Burry on this one completely. Um, Let's talk about UPS, though. I talked about the banks. It's good to own the banks because, first off, they're getting a ton of free money from the Fed right now, so it's easy for them to borrow money. However, once the Fed raises the interest rates, U.S. Bank is going to be a little fucked. So expect uh, if one to two percent interest rate increase happens, then you'll want to buy U.S. Bank because what's going to happen is they're going to pull back. The value of the stock's going to go down because everybody's going to panic. 
and you want to you want to start buy, you want to start racking up on great banks while everybody's panicking and selling off because the value is going to go down so um you know corrections in the housing markets are happening stock market most of these markets i don't know i don't housing market and stock market are the ones i know the most um commercial real estate i know pretty decently but yeah i um i'm just excited you know the crashes are you know i I love how the people on youtube and this is what pisses me off so much about the guys like meet kevin and uh graham stephens or the uh jeremy from financial education they freak out when the market collapses and that's annoying because stock market is the only market where people freak out when it collapses right in, in the housing market the housing market could collapse anytime, and then a whole bunch of houses are on sale, right? Well, what happens when they're on sale? That means it's a good deal. They lowered in prices, so the same with stocks. If stocks all go lower in prices to a low, and that also lowers the PE ratio, the price over earnings ratio, because it's because it's getting closer to the actual valuation of the company. So what do you do then? You buy. That's all you can do is just buy stocks during a market crash. And people think it's insane to do so, but people who think it's insane don't know enough about the market and don't know that it's a good thing. If you buy the best of the best companies like a US bank, like a UPS, which I want to talk about here in a second, and you buy like a Dollar General, which is a pretty decent company in itself, um, you're pretty much good. So, but... Okay, so last one on the list is UPS. I don't really want to go over UPS too much, except for they are the biggest carrier in the freaking world. I think they're even bigger than FedEx and obviously bigger than uh, USPS. UPS is the best company. And I think it's United Parcel Service. Yes. Oh, I always forget what the actual acronym, acronym means. Um, so the PE ratio is... 36, right? And that's the price over earnings. That's good. Uh, they got decent earnings. Look at their earnings here. Let's take a look. Estimate. They always beat their estimates, though. This is incredible. Like, they heavily beat the estimates. I think their estimate's a little high this time around, though. It's like $2.81 per share. Oof. I mean, their last one was about two seventy seven. so... Hmm. I don't know, man. That's a rough one. It's a rough one. So my thought, my basic thought here, um, hmm. uh, definitely UPS though is overvalued. UPS is overvalued without a doubt. Earnings per share. I Two, that's pretty good. Volumes, volumes, pretty decent. The reason they're priced so high is because they don't have a whole bunch of volume. They're not like the most traded company in the world. They don't have a whole bunch of outstanding shares either. But they're a solid company. Let's see. Earnings come out July twenty seventh. Let's see. <clears throat> I mean, their P.E. ratio is 36, which isn't actually that bad of a P.E. ratio. 36 times earnings. You definitely got a ways to go, though. It's still overvalued by all technicality. 
I think UPS is just one you should always buy on the dip. You don't want to buy during the roller coaster because you'll be the bag holder anytime, anytime, any day. So you want to avoid being the bag holder. Just don't. I hate it when people buy this upswing because it's really stupid to buy the upswing for a good company. You want to buy the downswing of a great company because eventually it goes back up, right? It eventually corrects itself back up because it's a great company. It has great earnings. Maybe a little overvalued right now, but it will climb back up because it's a popular brand. Everybody uses UPS. UPS is used as the primary carrier, if I'm right, for Amazon and most major retailers. So UPS is a, is a huge, huge company, too. Their market cap is like a $185 billion market cap. They're a big company. So do not underestimate UPS. They're the best carrier out there. And always have them in your portfolio, even if they're pretty overvalued. Because 36 PE ratio is pretty overvalued. But it makes sense to have UPS at such a high value because their earnings potential is there every time. You know, like I said, they're the major carrier, they're the one that everybody uses. Um, earnings growth potential is real. I think they're a good safe hedge against inflation. Um, yeah, just a really good company. So, so yeah, just remember to keep this in mind, and everything will be fine. But let's see here. But yeah, that's it. Those are the top three. Uh, at least those are the top three that I always would add, that I always add into my portfolio, no matter what. Um, just because, like I said, one, they're great companies. Two, yeah, you, you can't avoid it. I mean, it's like, like I said, it's like good, re it's like great real estate, right? You always want to try to get the best real estate you can because the value increases more over time. You know, you get a really great quality house and stuff like that. So like with, uh, same with buying a company. You know, if you buy any company out there, even if you're buying, buying small amounts, one, you want to make sure it's never overvalued. That's the most important aspect. And then, and then second, uh, and whenever I'm looking to add to a portfolio, anything I got, it's all, I'm always looking for the value. What's its value right now? Is it a earn? Are the earnings um, on a forty-five? Well, they don't have to be at a forty-five degree angle, but is there earnings growth? Is there proof of earnings growth in the last year, year and a half? Um, sometimes I like to go two years. Um, if they seem like they're in a decline if they don't really market well. I, I do avoid those type of companies, but you want to you wanna, um, go for companies that are managed very, very well, big companies that have a proven track record and that pay a dividend. If you, if you get a dividend payment, it's like, like I said, it's almost like collecting rent in a weird way. So, yeah, that's the way I look at it. But I want to thank you guys for taking the time to view this show, obviously. Um, I went a little longer than my usual. I usually like to go 15 minutes, but yeah, look, luckily there's no time constraints with this show. Um, tune into the podcast on Anchor FM as well. I usually just basically strip the audio from all these videos and don't just keep rolling. But yeah, I like to do the live videos first on the YouTubes and then bam. So uh, make sure you guys tune in. Like I said, if you like the videos, hit the like button. If you hate them, hit the dislike button. I don't give a shit. I just want to get as much educational material out kind of give you guys a good watch list that you can that you can cling to when a market crash does happen because look the entire market's overvalued 11 year bull runs a little too long for it to go and that's all there is to it just keep it really simple and really easy but i want to thank you guys for taking the time to view and uh i'm out uh, i'll do the next video as soon as i can
when I figure out which topic I want to talk about. <laughs> anyway. <laughs>